Make it make your podcast. Fucking rustling that on a podcast. Get the podcast. That's what it's going to do. It's fucking never inching. And then eventually, podcast can't talk right now. Cussing podcasts. <laughs> I, whenever I, I hear that, I just think of the in New York, you know, know the thing that you posted. <laughs> yeah, no, because that was like a huge vine when Vine was so was big. It, it was uh, okay. bacon pancakes. And then they somebody did just like a beep, 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 and goes right into. New York with uh, Jay-Z and Alicia, Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. Alicia. Man, I can't believe this is on this episode. Of, of yeah, all the of all episodes. moments, yeah. For Bacon Pancakes to be on. I mean, it's my tops. For, from the very yeah. beginning, uh, everybody just needs to know, this is the tops. Yeah. Immediately I mine mean, too. But but why? Why this episode? This is a buff baby like tier, like that high a tier of <laughs> buff baby tier. Yeah. You know, S, I mean, S tier adventure time moments. S tier meme moment from adventure time. I mean, it's way up there for me. And yeah, I just that even that whole moment. I mean, we're diving way too deep. We can we can get into it in a second. I mean, Jake, I have plenty to say about Jake and how much I do love him this episode as my lovely and how much I am a little annoyed at his inability to focus for more than like five seconds when clearly something <laughs> important is about to be said well, by Francis Bubblegum. Well, we've known that about Jake regardless. Like that's always been there. That's always the the nod off always. and um, distractions have always been there. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt, man. Well, how, how you been doing? How, how is everything going? It's good, man. It, I don't know where everybody's listening from, but good gracious, in the South right now, it is just like 77 with a little bit of crisp wind out there. And the last, like, I think three or four days, I've just been going outside and walking again, getting healthy habits back going. That's good. Um, yeah. Trying to eat better. And it's just like, yeah, it's like I, maybe, I don't know, I let seasonal depression winter get me so bad that like, I get shocked when it gets to be April and, and May when this episode's released again. But it's been, I understand uh, yeah. that. So feeling feeling good. Been been outside. Been getting my getting my health on. Doing all those things. What about you? I feel that I recently I was talking about this yesterday. I, I watched a YouTube video from a guy named Professor G. I believe that's his name. He's like a economist, essentially. Economist. And, uh, economist. He talks about the economy. What is it? <laughs> Economics. One who doths the economy. <laughs> um, but he is a professor at NYU, maybe, or something like that. And he had, it was like a clip about, it was very bro, very like, yeah, go get ripped and like, you know, be smart sort go of a take, thing. Go take an ice bath, bro. Yeah, which typically turns me off from whatever it is. I'm like, I don't care. But for some reason, I was just like, yeah, man, like I am in my late 20s, I can be as fit as I will ever be for the rest of my life. It's time. I know we've talked about this in the podcast, mm -hmm. but I'm in that, that's where I am entirely. And I was just out walking my dog. And Ned, I will tell you, I am never more proud to be a dog owner than when my dog goes to poop in someone's front yard. And there's like other people around. And because my dog eats grass, a bit of poop, well, sometimes should be hanging out of his butthole, mm -hmm. and then he spins I'm, around I'm, in circles. Uh, yeah, I'm and you got to grab with it. the poopy butthole. Yeah, you you got to help, and I I don't enjoy it. 
I'd, I'd do it for him. But it is maybe my least proud moment of being a dog owner. <laughs> well, least proud moment, yeah. I, I don't. I, I, wouldn't I don't say, like grabbing poop out of a dog's butt. I'm just mm, saying. Oh man, we uh we have poopy butthole at least like once a month with our our fluffy corgi, and it just just too much. <laughs> no. It's too much fluff. It's too much fluff back there. It's too Can't much get, fluff. It doesn't get all back, especially if it's uh if it's a little bit uh, compromised in terms of the composition and gross. viscosity of it. So oh, uh, gross! I didn't even think about all its fur and being on the fur, mm-hmm. and then him getting on your couch and oh yeah, anyways. we have we have a hose now, and we anytime it's poopy butthole, it's just it's we just hose his butthole out. <laughs> oh no! Just like or straight, <laughs> straight, full speed, full blast, straight to yeah. the rectum. Look, he likes it. We're not going to yuck his yums. It's cool. It's, now, it's he might good. yuck his own yums, aka rolling his own poops. So, <laughs> oh, gross. Anyways, let's stop talk about the poops. Let's off. talk about bacon and pancakes and love and Princess love. Bubblegum being a manipulative son of a gun. And I maybe know. she does like Finn, and maybe she doesn't. Or there are so many ways you could basically perceive and take this episode. And I'm so curious to find out mm. how you felt about this episode and about Princess Bubblegum and Finn and how Finn finally, finally, like, was so straightforward with her. I mean, I know they've been on, like, a date and he kissed her when she was young and all this stuff, but he finally went up to her and was like, hey, I loved you. Like, what a huge moment, dude. Yeah. No, it's it's a big moment. And, like, I think it has been, it's really cool that we've hit this season four moment um, where we've literally watched Finn's growth. We've watched him semi get his heart broken over pb as well when she's no longer yeah when she goes from being 13 to 18 again that's kind of was a heartbreaking moment but he had like you know like a little kiss there with her was it a cheek kiss when when she was 13 or did they did they kiss or did they just hug i think they kissed on the lips didn't they i'm pretty sure they did i don't know if they i'm pretty positive they did right when she turned into big and then remember she was like that was so no because remember she said it was a oh you're right because she said a big old whopping friend hug and they do like have a little kiss moment Mm -hmm. there so that's yeah ah, that's still all all the same is that like the growth of finn is kind of important with this one um because he it does do what I remember doing at that age is like getting confused and being like, I feels like I'm freaking drowning and I can't breathe. And like, what is that? And that's that oh, yeah. whole like, yeah, we, it goes from infatuation crush with PB into like, like a, like a real feelings, I guess, you know? It's interesting though. He is describing flame princess when he's trying to write that sappy poem. Right. And he's describing mm-hmm. her as like bright and beautiful and he's confused And I think he even specifically says, it's like something is spilling out of my chest, like I can't breathe, kind of like what you're saying. This feeling of love, though there's part of me that kind of just wants to tell him, dude, that might be the smoke. That might be the smoke that probably is all around your girlfriend that you're breathing (laughs) in constantly, hanging out with her. He's just a little high. He's just a little high on the smoke. I mean, he comes home from hanging out, which is a great scene where they're built to house for flame princess but they come home from hanging out and you know jake is kind of like dude you kind of kind of smell a little bit like you need a shower i'm like yeah he's probably dehydrated he's been sweating all day next to <laughs> no, a crazy hot I girlfriend do, i do think the smell was 100 percent perpetuated by him sweating around her like nervousness obviously it's the joke but like obviously if you're covered in in tinfoil 
Uh, then, oh, gross. I didn't think about then that. Then he's cast. baking like a burrito, which leads me to my lovely of the episode is Burrito Finn. And burrito that's what we're going to call him because he just looks like the perfectly wrapped little Chipotle burrito. Bacon, um, bacon, burrito, Finn. Anyways. But that was my little... I, I thought about Jake for a second, but you know what? I was like, yeah. I watched it back and I was like, I love the way little burrito Finn looks. Shoot, and then, that's a good lovely. Yeah. He's got no arms to hug. It's she's just hugging him. Until, he he buzz yeah, and he busts him. again. Like, I I there was so much they did with Flambo and we we've, we've already talked about this I think on the the first Flame Princess episode or maybe an earlier one where they had the Flambo magic first time. Then they uh, Neptor built them fireproof suits and now it's like okay, f- this is the first time that Finns we really do see them actually like hanging out. Um if it's obviously been a while because she's like do that thing I like so they this is you know not the first time since they've that he's like, burnt himself and he had to exactly. go jump in the water you know that's what I was uh, thinking I was like man how many times has his leg caught on fire where he goes hmm that doesn't feel as bad as it used to as it used and then to. they have this exactly. like running joke where like hey spit the water out of your mouth and then Jake's like hey do the other thing that I like where you poop or you like fart in the you water? Fart in the water. <laughs> I love. Um, I just it's so funny that they have requests. They just know mm-hmm. that it's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But uh, all that to say, because this is first of all not the first time they've been hanging out, and that I don't know if this is the first time they've tried to solve it. The solution of her being a flame since they've met. But I was like, dude, you could have just wrapped your arms individually in tin. You could have made a tinfoil suit. You could have been a lot more prepared for this. I don't know. I just. It's a thick I, I suit, think it's though. a lack it's a of planning. Suit. Yes, it, but it's so. still a lack of planning if they have access uh, to a flame-proof mech suit that they built with the trash under their house in Neptor last time. Yeah, that's true. I did appreciate, though, that, well, first, the tinfoil is super thick, right? So that makes me, it's like a little bit more believable that they could actually they could actually hug. But I loved that when she goes to give him a hug, you do see a bit of flame kind of burst up. Like mm-hmm. there is a little bit of that There's instability that Princess yeah. Bubblegum goes and talks about and tries to convince Jake about mm-hmm. and all this stuff later on in the episode. Like you're already hinting at that so early on before they really get anywhere too deep into what's going on in this episode. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And, and that's, a, that's a good catch, too, to be like, the writers were being consistent, to be like, the hug is tier one, and then they hit tier two, and that's where, like, the flame... <laughs> the smooching, like, yeah, baby. The smooching Tier two happened. smooching. That, well, that's you... why I was so bummed that I was like, did was this Finn's first kiss? And I had to, like, rehash with you that it wasn't. Because I was like, how... I, it was an epic first kiss, like it caused an explosion. Oh, that would have been it's their first yeah. kiss, right? But he's also kissed Princess Bubblegum at the end of the Wizard Battle episode because mm-hmm. he he won the kiss or whatever, right? And then didn't he kiss? I'm trying to think. There's another. No, kiss it was in 13 this. year old PB. But I think other than that, there wouldn't have been anything that was like a legitimate so Princess Bubblegum first kiss. twice. Okay. And was Prince, I don't even know if Princess Bubblegum was on the lips or not. From after Wizard Battle, excuse me. Dude, I don't know. I think that was definitely on the lips. Okay. I, Interesting. I'm trying to well, remember the rank that what's his that face one has. regardless okay. either. It no, was an wouldn't. award, right? Like he earned it. Yeah. He's, it a, was, he's a man. I'm going to get a man deserves a kiss. I'm a princess. <laughs> the tears, man. The 15 feet, or he, what, for tier five. Sorry, I'm just rambling. Tier five, discover 15 feet, all 15 feet of her long, beautiful stomach. That is 
a tier that I have never made it to. <laughs> uh, but still, after years of dating, you haven't discovered no, I, all of Allison's all tummies. <laughs> I think the only other way that you could do that in the real world is, unfortunately, uh, through murder. Is the only way that you can discover 15 murder. feet of someone's stomach um, mining. Well, factoid about that, uh, the the tears kind of, because um, that's what yes, Jake please. says about tier five, because tier five is discovering her her uh, rainbow belly. There was apparently in the storyboard, he mentions tier nine and says, then you'll make it to tier nine. On that one, just make sure you have a comfy place to sit the next day because uh, you'll need some time to reflect on what you did. <laughs> Oh which, which they okay. cut out because yeah uh, they, like i think it's one of yeah. those ones where i'm sure all the writers like tried to insinuate stuff but if it's way too obvious like touch her horn is tier eight i mean yeah, we're, we're skating around I, there are so many jokes that i could make if i felt like yeah. i wanted to be more like it inappropriate but it's obvious. not yeah it's just too obvious too too uh hang, low-hanging fruit not that that's yeah. ever stopped me in the past but I'm going to I'm going to hold back a little bit. Tier 15, just don't do it. I'm sure <laughs> Ned being married, you've never done tier 15, so that's good. I well, um, that's what I would assume if uh, if we have a four base system and you know like first base, second base, third base and home run, if if there's 15 tiers, then there's a good chance that home run is a little bit further down on those tiers. And my, theoretically speaking, is that tier 15 is either something that I, very inappropriate um, and and should not be Googled on the internet. <laughs> That's what I would assume. What? Okay. Just, uh, what is just, it? Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. I, just, I don't have a specific thing. I'm just saying, like, if just you saying can so go bad. down how weird the internet goes into, into those things, like, yeah. yeah, maybe more along that line. I've been to tier one, got got at least five hugs before, so that's good. You got to do that. I think that's funny tier fifteen that for a... sure. Tier fifteen people get pregos. I would Pre- imagine yeah. so, right? Yeah, I, w- be... I would say the least of your problems would probably be getting pregos. Yeah, tier fifteen. Okay. Well, that's fine. We don't need to dive deeper into the tiers, everybody. <laughs> that's not what we came here for. Discover can... the tiers at your own you know, expense and also in your own time. (laughs) (laughs) I got, gosh, I don't want to know what kind of Reddit, Reddit thread might be behind that one. Yeah. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also wanted to see if you noticed like, uh, first of all, like her, like flame princess's house here is, I love the, the spot that they've given her this like really cool, um, section is technically under boom, boom mountain. Um, because this is where the marauders were, uh, during the boom, boom mountain episode. And I saw a great call out to that too, because her house is kind of just a pile of wood that's on fire, right? Um, Very much so. It kind of looks decrepit. And then right at the beginning of the episode, Finn throws in a helmet with Viking like horns on it. So it's like, oh, the Marauders have packed up and left, but they just basically destroyed the Marauder village, put it all in one and then just caught it on fire. So Flying Princess could live there. I'm just going to go ahead and say Hudson Abadir was probably freaking them out when he came in and said, I'm your mama. I'm your mama. That must be why they left. They're like, we can't. Yeah. We can't. What's his face? Died here. We got to just keep moving. Mm-hmm. Though I guess his soul yeah, returned to him. Yeah, he got his soul him, sucked but... out there. Yeah. So that they, they probably bailed then at that point. And I'm sure his soul came back at the end of that episode. But regardless, I'm sure they were freaked out. And they're like, Hudson Abadir knows about this place and we cannot stay here. So yeah. we, we no, got absolutely. to go. 
Absolutely. That's great. Before but, we get too deep into this podcast as well, I, I we've already talked about my lovely. I just want to kind of finish my thoughts on Jake this episode, or, mm, or yeah, this part of my thoughts on Jake. He's definitely my lovely. I, I love that he turns off the stove before they leave. I'm like, that's responsible. I'm glad somebody's being responsible around <laughs> flames because ain't nobody in this episode being responsible around fire except for Jake. And he's he even had to stop them from kissing to put the tinfoil on. So. Props Actually, that's a good point of like, I'm, they may have thrown in that, like, let me turn off the stove because they're showing that how he is aware and he's careful around fire. Well, yeah. And he's responsible, man. Yeah. He, he tries, you know, he's looking out for his buddy. He's looking out for uh, everybody's wellness, bacon pancakes. I mean, probably not the healthiest thing that you could have for breakfast, but I'm sure they've had worse. I mean, they've walked around and eaten, you know, candy garbage from the streets. So. Mm-hmm. That's that's why Jake Jake's my lovely. <laughs> that is why Jake is too lovely. And now I think he's my lovely. Um, it, and I also love um Jake and Finn's like syncing up. It was it was my second reason. You know, you, you said the first couple of obviously making bacon pancakes, but my second reason why Jake could be the lovely is there was that moment at the very end of this episode um when she blasts off after the kiss and she's falling down. And Finn and Jake, Princess Bubblegum's like, here's what you got to do. And then Finn and Jake don't even like pay attention to her at all. And Finn just immediately wraps Jake, jumps the arm down. And they're like such in, they have that like in sync moment. Yeah, yeah. um, That like, that was the immediate like knee jerk reaction. Um, And so like, I'm like wondering if they have like a playbook, like a playbook of like, Jake kite or Jake parachute. Um, I know there's Jake suit. That's a, that's a go-to. That but that kind of like too. thing of like, hey, you can talk about it. You can be like, turn yourself into this. Um, but they didn't even have to talk about that one. So I really liked that moment as well. Wow. But how about Princess Bubblegum in that moment, dude? That is so interesting the way she's so quick to just say, hey, this is good. Like 23 yeah, seconds later and her. she'll go out. Yeah. yeah she'll she'll go out. That, the flame I, will go out. And Jake goes, oof. what about what about Finn? You know what? Like he's down there too. He's going to be deprived mm-hmm. from oxygen as well. She's burning up all the oxygen and the hole that's left. And you see that as yeah. he's trying to talk to her, and the- he's like, "Are you okay?" And he's taking these deep, just cringy, like tough breaths before he can get to her to to kiss her and and really try and give her essentially like the rest of his will to live. Is that that final kiss? Like you survive. This is the end for no. me. It's okay. Oh yeah, he gives her the last bit of oxygen. I, I, I hope you yeah. like notice that one too. He was breathing his oxygen into her, or yeah, even no, if it's well, carbon dioxide. That, but yeah. that, it was an open mouth kiss. But I was just thinking it was him trying to respark the flame as a way mm-hmm. to like. So keep I think her it was kind of like how you blow on a fire to like yep. get it. But we reignited. blow out carbon dioxide, don't we? I know. It's, I think that that's just uh, we're not going to probably split. Uh, molecular science hairs here, but I think he pretty much uses his last breath to to wake her back up as well. That's, and so, that's romantic. I think my yeah. I, the way I'm perceiving it is basically saying the exact same thing, but in a different like roundabout way of it happening. Mm-hmm. So essentially, what happens is he sacrifices himself for her. Yeah, and that is uh, it's a, it's a great moment for Fen certainly, and a oh, really. Yeah dark moment for princess bubblegum and there are a couple of them in this episode but that 
might be one of the more dark things that we've ever seen Princess Bubblegum do in this yeah, entire show. In that moment, she the way that she ra- rationalized it when Jake's sitting there um, on the ground and everything, she's like, in exactly the, the 20, 23 seconds or whatever, uh, the reaction will go out or the, the reaction will stop. So she first thinks about it in the term of the reaction that's going on. And then she stops and she goes, she'll go out. So it's like her mind immediately went to like, yeah, like just stop. And I don't think that she yeah, Jake, sees- stay on the hole, stay on the hole, you know, yeah, whatever she says. Again, it goes back to the some like candy people stuff. Like one, the first part of this episode, she's like, that's why I had the Fire King lock her up. She said that immediately, which I know, again- I know, that, it leads to this whole, I can control everything. I'm so smart that like, um, I, I'm going to ma- uh, manipulate other people to doing what I tell them to do. Um, and so her, like, I don't even think she's at this point sees Flame Princess as a person, as like <laughs> like a being at all. She just sees her as a, a threat. A, a she's nuclear too much of bomb. a threat. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's interesting, dude. Yeah, and wow. so that's it's it's a huge thing that just uh, we have all of our PB um, isms and things that piss us off about her. But that's like I don't think I ever caught in the past um, that she was the one that told the Flame King to lock her up because um, she was too dangerous. You know, I really was not ready for that. I wasn't expecting that at all because it does feel a little bit like oh she's been planning some like safeguards around Flame Princess, and then when she says. Oh God, I thought I'd be ready for this after when she's writing in her diary, Finn plus love or what? Finn plus, yeah, Finn plus flame, flame princess, princess equals, equals love. love. One of those yeah. two. Uh, that makes way more sense than Finn plus love equals flame princess. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's her of like, Oh crap. Like I really thought I'd be prepared for when she finally is in a relationship. And then also when Finn is, and I, I want to go to a commercial, but we'll get deeper into my thoughts on, like Princess Bubblegum's actual motives mm-hmm. and also about Finn and our boy and and how he's dealing with this situation. Yeah. Again, get, get a little breather in here because I got some deep thoughts too. Introducing the new breakfast food sensation, freaking bacon pancakes. Straight from the breakfast kingdom, these pancakes are a breakfast fit for a princess, just like Ma used to make. But these aren't your average pancakes. Oh, no way, Jack. These pancakes are full of, of, of hearty baking goodness that you can build a freaking tower over 200 feet high with. No kidding. Need an addition to your city skyline? Forget about it. Stealing concrete of yesterday's stinking gagoosh. Just stack up some of these fucking baking pancakes and watch your city grow faster than Staten Island when after Big Tony, Big Tony Taffy got waxed the other year. So come on down to the breakfast kingdom, grab you a stack of bacon pancakes today. Whether you're saving the world or you're just trying to survive it on a Monday morning, these pancakes going to get you through it. And welcome back to the Never Ending Adventure podcast. You know who it is. I guess we didn't really introduce ourselves this episode, Ted. <laughs> I hope that they know who we are by the time some people are listening to this one. There's got to be one person out there who's just like, who, who are these guys? And what qualifies? What what makes them think they're qualified who, to talk about Adventure the, Time? And I can answer that. I think he is. We're not. We're not qualified, and that's why we're doing who do you, it. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> who do you think we weren't? 
Well, Ned, I do have a question for you. Have you, you know, Finn in this episode is out there really hurting for love. He's, he's out there getting burnt for love. He's, I mean, basically his heart is being rebroken and and reopened by Princess Bubblegum all in one episode while he's just, he's just out there suffering. He almost dies for love. What have you ever sacrificed for something or someone that you've loved? Mm, Probably nothing crazy serious um thinking more along the lines of just like funny things i bet that i've probably had to sacrifice shaving a creepy mustache for love before oh yeah 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 i think oh, that doesn't surprise me one that's bit. one of them there yeah <laughs> wait so as in you had to sacrifice the mustache or you had to grow the mustache uh, probably sacrifice the mustache, yeah, not, not sacrifice having one, sacrifice yes. cutting it off. Not gotcha. Um, it's it. It was a short-lived little while, but then I think the wife's just like, nah, no, nah, yeah. you gotta, you gotta get out of there. Yeah, you don't do the beard like I do. You've never really been a beard guy. I mean, the mustache looks good in my opinion, but well, I was trying to think about I this. I like it. My beard or your yeah, what's, beard? No, I said, no, I, said I, I like my mustache. But yes, what is yours? Love, <laughs> okay. sacrifice, yeah, burning, man. burning, put it on the line moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm burning for love. My love sacrifice, probably my biggest one, it was tough, man. I mean, it gets me a little emotional talking about it. I had to watch all of Oran High School Host Club. And if you've never seen this anime that is on Netflix... It is, it's about cute, rich boys. They host or basically flirt with girls and it's mostly a pink school and they eat fancy tunas. And that's pretty much the premise of the entire show. And it's, it was a tough sacrifice. I made it. (laughs) I am still here to speak the tale of the time. Oh yeah. I think, I I think in that same department, I had to go see, uh, with a, with some high school girlfriend, I had to go see the last song that Miley Cyrus and uh, Liam Hemsworth movie. Mm, and that mm-hmm. one was uh, that one was a little rough. I haven't quite recovered from that one yet. I can already tell I'm going to get some slack from Allie, and she probably would be very quick to point out that by the end of it, I was saying, "Hey, can we watch that anime tonight?" So, oh no, um, yeah, I did go to a ballet yesterday, a, a boys' day at the ballet with my buddy, my old roommate. So that was uh. <laughs> Not a sacrifice. I actually enjoyed it. It was really great. He texted me last night at like 9 p.m. And he was like, hey, still thinking about the ballet. It was very interesting. And I liked it. (laughs) He's like, I I kind of enjoyed it. (laughs) More more mandates. More mandates at the ballet, please. Gotta go on more mandates to the ballet, please. Uh, Um, Oh, man. So I know we've broken down this episode a lot already. Um, We've talked about it again, kind of. Uh, how we've felt about it and how PB made us feel. But like there was, I kind of had this like split dynamic with PB in this one. Um, half of me thinks that she is kind of like knows Finn likes her because she's said it a bunch of times. He's, he's opened up a bunch of times, but then there's also this moment in this episode where she is like, what? That's so crazy. I can't believe that. Like, and she's acts truly shocked by it. So like, I'm just like, very very confused with her in terms of just like does she because we've talked about this too on our past podcast does she know she's manipulating Finn because a lot of the past times it does and she's throwing out these little flirtiness and this one like had me wilding when she touched his knee and was like 
I know you want to, like, when someone wants to be with someone, it's just not okay. Obviously, it sounds like she's talking about him and the way she feels about him. Yeah. But, yeah. Sometimes you want someone and want to kiss them and be with them. Yeah. But you can't she, because responsibility demands sacrifice. With great power comes great responsibility, <laughs> as Princess yeah. Bob is trying to say, essentially. I'm, but it frustrates me, though, because it's kind of like being around for a thousand years this long. And having probably known and, and gone through her own heartbreak, as we will know one day, that she should be able to pick up on Finn's stuff. And even if she was, I, I don't even think she was still trying to manipulate him at all in this situation. But I was like, you should have been cognizant enough to know that talking to him about love, talking to like trying to be all sweet and then like touchy, and you're like, you're my hero, Finn. We should have, it was going to fuck him up a lot, you know? It was going to like mess with his head. Yeah, I, know, I had no. I I totally agree, and she's kind of my most punchable character this episode, which is kind of just obvious, right? Of course she is. But I had a lot of thoughts about this when she first finds out. She kind of goes, "Oh, he's dating someone. Who's he dating? Like, like fill me mm. in, Jake." Oh yeah, oh yeah. She wants like the tea on it, and it's just like so. She she gets uh, the tea right, but then she's the like, "Oh my gosh, this isn't good." I kind of think that she would have found a way to twist it that she didn't want, because she doesn't want Finn to date anybody. And I think, in my mind, at least. And I think she yeah. would have found a way to twist whoever it was into, hey, this is a bad idea. You shouldn't be dating this person. It just so happened that it was Flame Princess and Flame Princess is unstable. And that's a quite convenient thing for her as Princess Bubblegum shows up the next morning with a kind of a middle school STD presentation about how mm. terrible dating Flame Princess is. Uh, and all the reasons why you shouldn't do it. And yeah, I don't know. That whole moment, though, when she and Finn are sitting there and she says that to him, she's like, you're my hero, or like, you're a hero, Finn, you're my hero. And on one hand, and Jake is like, she's jealous. Oh, you're jealous, you know? Yeah. But she's saying, the the listener is thinking, oh, she's just saying like, you know, you're you're a super, like, you're the hero of our kingdom, like, you know, man up, like you have a greater responsibility. As I kind of said, like with great power comes great responsibility. But then at the same time, it's like, is she admitting to him that she likes him and that I need you as my hero? And of course, that's how Finn sees it. But she's also kind of at the same time, it's like, there's so many angles to this. She's kind of saying like, like, hey, I know that you like this person and you want to kiss them and all this stuff. So I took it in a different Route. The way I felt about it in this episode, I really think it solidifies in my mind that Princess Bubblegum is knowingly leading him on this entire time. Mm-hmm. I think that she's kind of, she loves having him at her beck and, beck and call. And this episode, she's kind of admitting, or she's not admitting that she has feelings for him, but she isn't ready to let him go and let that control go that she has over him. The, oh my gob, or oh gob, I thought I'd be ready for this. I think she could have never predicted, as I mentioned earlier, that Ben would have ended up dating mm. Flame Princess, right? So yeah, she had Flame Princess locked away and all this. And not just, only not only that, too, man, if you really do think like it could have been anybody, anybody other than Flame Princess, too, because specifically with other princesses, so like an LSP or a Turtle Princess or a Crab Princess or Ghost Princess, that like if Finn is to be with a princess at any point, he would probably in turn be that kingdom's champion like king i guess at, the, at that point if they were to stay together 
but through a dating period or whatever it might be, Finn would be the champion of said kingdom of the woman he dated. So there probably is a mentality, to, yeah, the two-sided coin in every one of uh, PB's lines, PB's scene in this episode is that when she jumps in the bed, writes in the diary, I wasn't ready for this, is she talking about flame princess escaping and possibly burning a hole through the earth? Or is she talking about Finn and like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose Finn? Or like, even not as romantically, but like, I'm going to lose him as my hero and my champion. No, I, I and, think he's and, totally, and she's my just afraid boy. of that. Yeah. Yeah. She's just afraid think, of losing then the both. hero I, that she gets to make him do whatever she wants to do. And the way she goes about it in this segment while Finn is interpreting it as saying, oh, you like me. She's really just guilting him. She's just giving him this like guilt trip of like, come on, you're a hero. You're our hero. The Kenny Kingdom, like you can't do this. And of course, Jate didn't tell him anything about like what could happen or he fell asleep, right? And wasn't aware mm -hmm. of the presentation that she gave, which who could blame him? Like, get to the yeah. point. Everybody well, in this dang episode is talking in metaphors. And the only one getting <laughs> to the point is Finn. It's so annoying. Yeah. Get to the true. point. You know? I don't know. It's true. Yeah. And and it yeah, I don't understand this either, too. And this I'm I'm trying to argue with myself. Like, does she is she truly concerned about the well-being of the earth, or is she is she more concerned about Finn? Or is it all tongue in cheek? What's real, what's not? Um, if you do notice, you know, like they're able to stop her reaction keep her alive all it took was probably her just having lack of oxygen for like a second because she immediately turns blue they could have immediately just probably pulled her back up and she probably would have been fine you know um with that being said but the reaction would Prince, have kept going i don't know no, i said well here's the other thing so if, if the solution was as simple as that right just like cut out oxygen why was princess bubblegum giving finn every reason that he cannot date her instead of helping him find a solution on, hey, this is going to happen, um, you should be really careful, but I've given you, uh, here's here's a, a magic crystal extinguisher that she could create, a being like, I encourage you. So that's the kind of point of she's smart enough, I feel she's, like, to give him solutions on how to date her instead of just like saying, well, yeah, no, she doesn't risky, want boom, to. Boom, boom. She doesn't yeah. want to lose him. She doesn't, she just wants to keep dragging him along yeah. this journey that they have together. And it's just like that, I don't know. It's just like the popular girl and the dude that like she's friends with that obviously has a crush on her or, or vice versa, however you want to spin it. Because mm -hmm. obviously it's well, not she, just girls yeah, that the, do this. the leading man on like, oh, you, you know that I'll never be with you, but like I'm really happy that you're here right now uh, making me feel special on Valentine's Day or something like totally. that. You know? Yeah, I mean, and that's a stereotype, but certainly... I totally get it. And I think the listeners will understand what we're saying. Yeah. No, they definitely she's, she's just leading him on and it's a shame and it's really annoying. And I was so happy that Finn was like, I'm done. Like never again. Like this is over, but we just know it's not like, we just know mm -hmm. like love doesn't work that way. Finn, you're going to be back at her beck and call the next episode and doing some stupid adventure for her. Well, yeah, I mean, it is it is like his job, though. He like he is the champion of the Candy Kingdom, and so it's not. I don't think it's really been addressed by this point. But like when she's like, "You're my hero, you're you're my champion." He is like the Candy Kingdom's representative 
uh, not military, but I guess a uh, mercenary per se. Hey man, he's got plenty uh, of money. He could retire. Yeah. That dude could retire forever. Though she was taking taxes from him in this episode. I and I that love that Jake too. the next morning, well, Jake the next morning is just like emptying the bag out. <laughs> like The bag stayed there because she ran off uh, <laughs> when she found out yeah. the news, right? And Jake, as she walks in the next morning, oh, Jake's he's, put, there oh, he's in putting the, the treasure room. back in. I yeah, didn't he's, notice well, that. He's just emptying the treasure bag out that she had left there. <laughs> that's awesome. I did not notice that. That's hilarious that they were like, "You cannot take our treasure." Yeah, just um, taking taxes. I mean, yeah, every I think that's, every government should come in to your house and steal your taxes. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's the way, the way it should work for work. sure. Um. No, I I thought the tax thing was funny. But again, I think they lead the episode off with the tax thing um, and with her being like, ooh, dish it. Who is he dating to like make you feel like not trusting of her in this episode on purpose? Absolutely. Yeah, lots of like red herrings in a way. Yeah, no, absolutely. And some that are disguised, in my opinion, as like, oh, we're going to make people think this is, but it's not truly a red herring. Again, because I do think Mm -hmm. she's jealous in a way. It's just not jealous for the fact that she likes Finn. So yeah, I I I still don't I I don't think it's a she likes Finn thing. I think it's a yeah she just doesn't want him to like yeah like yeah leave. definitely. Well, um, so what is how's Preby how's Preby how is PB? Yeah, you can still get <laughs> you can still you know, get Finn, Finn's from names pre-bee. for her all through the rest <laughs> of the show. Gets uh, he calls her Prebs. He calls her like Peebubs. Like. Oh gosh. Um, he keeps going on with the weird names. I'm too. just I'm stealing a joke from another podcast. You can still get pregnant from Preby, but um <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Ned, how is Princess Bubblegum going to retaliate? What is she gonna do after this episode to get back Ooh. at Flame Princess or to break them up? Like what it, is she what length it, is she gonna go to? It's not uh, it's not immediately after this. Um, there's nothing that, that is like that she actually does that, um, is going to change it immediately. She does have a moment much, much later on, um, not even having to do necessarily with the relationship, but she continually tries to sabotage the fire kingdom and, and flame princess and everything too. So it's like, yeah, she's, she's actually, uh, all of, well, how do I say all this without spoiling? Um, yeah. She doesn't understand. I don't. I don't think she understands who she is, Princess Bubblegum, like quite yet, and Flame Princess, and how like what their connection is, and a lot of that I think makes her very, very scared. And so she acts. She does a lot of stuff out of fear. That's very sabotaging. That's very like, I can do what I want because you're dangerous and I'm smarter than you. You know. Interesting. Okay. So it's not necessarily having to do with her and Finn. I think my fans will kind of know what I'm talking about with future fire kingdom episode stuff so yeah well i'm not sure i'm ready for it after this episode the moment when they're about to die from the lack of oxygen it it got a little real for me i'll be real <laughs> it got a little bit too serious for me too serious even even though you know that there's an episode we're doing next week that finn wasn't going to die in this moment oh no i thought this was the end of the podcast i was like oh we're done all right <laughs> They're gonna, yeah, they, they're gonna die pretend, here. Pretend other five seasons that just aren't real. You know, just kidding. It was just, but again, this is just like a, a two real moment. We get a couple of these, but this was certainly a moment where I was like, "Wow, they really, they really went there on this episode." Like she really was 
about to die and Princess Bubblegum was going to sacrifice her for the good of humanity of not destroying the planet more than it's already pretty destroyed, but more than it already is. Well, on the lines of of trying to trick people or making people feel like this is the last episode of Adventure Time that he's, again, people are watching this show as it's coming out like live too. I I would assume everybody was like, this is not good where they're going to end it. Yeah, of course. But, um, one of the big things is that this was was actually aired uh, along with Trouble in Lumpy Space uh, in 2017. Or, yeah. Oh, no, this one aired in 2017. Um, but in uh, it was on April Fool's. And so they put googly eyes on the title card uh, oh, just, okay. for the, just for the air date. Um, but the other crazy side of that, too, again, with with this being kind of a big episode and then them throwing it, making, like you, like you said, a really real moment at the end, regardless, is that this episode had over three and a half million viewers, um, which made it the highest, highest rated episode of the series uh, with ratings data available, breaking the record set by Fiona and Cake at the time. That's great. So, yeah, they obviously had a good hold on their fans um, and saying, hey, this is Flame Prince. They probably promoted it really well. They're like, Flame Prince is coming back in this episode. Um relationship stuff so this was like i think that kind of big epic sacrifice moment it like kind of what you said made you feel something you're like oh that's wasn't quite expecting like sacrifice for love on finn's part um yeah this is a slam packed episode of mm-hmm. good moments and i i just can't even believe such a good story also had the bacon pancakes it just is nuts that yeah. all that kind of coincided. <laughs> it's like it already would have been an A, if not an S tier episode for the show so far, but it has bacon pancakes, which immediately makes it that. Which S-tier. makes it easily one of the best episodes of this season. I'm oh, really yeah. excited. I the more we watch season four, the more I'm just like, I don't know how I'm going to rank these episodes. This might be mm-hmm. my favorite season yet. Yeah, it's going to. Well, your top five is going to be not a. I feel like the other ones you're like. Number five, I liked it. It was all right. But like, I feel like this season, specifically over the first three, you'll be like, I had a hard time narrowing my top five for sure. Yeah. Well, Ned, before um, we get to the Traveler's Law, do you have anything else? Any other big thoughts on this episode? That was um that was my main big one. Um, and this this could end up being part of my lesson more than likely, but it just kind of like meddling with people's relationships is also a very sensitive topic. And that's kind of what PB made me think about in this episode was she jumps into the room and her first reaction is, here's all the reasons you shouldn't date Flame Princess. And like, think about that, man. Think about it anytime, especially in your adolescence where an adult or your friend, just even if there's good reasons, even if the person you're dating is just a terrible person, if you're in love with them, and somebody jumps at you and says, uh, here's why you shouldn't date them. You're just, your brain just shuts off. You're not going to listen. So like, I again, PB meddling in their business should have taken it with like, hey, like, do you have a t- second to talk about Flame Princess? Let me talk to you about her. Let me explain her a little bit, not busting in being like, I've got seven reasons why you shouldn't date her. Because, dude, your adolescent <laughs> yeah. brain just shuts that out. And you're like, I'm going to, I know, I'm, yeah. I'm going to do what I want. Um, so that was my life. That was like my thought about just like meddling in people's relationship, especially if you, this goes into kind of a lesson here, but if you have somebody too that you care about and there's something toxic, even if it's explosions by kissing, um, about dating them, like don't come at them and be like, 
I don't think you should date them. Here's why. Be like, hey, like you're going to hurt yourself or I've got it. Like, I don't know. There's just a better way to do it or where just you're be not direct. controlling. Just, I, don't she know, was, like, I think she was trying to be direct because she she came to them with a, a board full of... But the of, first thing she says is just like, here's a presentation. Like she should, yeah. she should start at, hey, you can't do this. Here's the reason why. I will explain more. Like as direct as she could possibly be instead of just being like kind of beating around the bush, kind of don't even worry about it. Like it's going to be bad. Don't do I guess it. She tried, yeah, I tried to be cool and explain it scientifically and be like, if you if you didn't think I could just come in and say, don't date her, here's 18 scientific reasons why. And that's yeah. just like still lost him, lost his his focus. Well, my my lesson for this episode is I think love should be a little easier than receiving third degree burns. <laughs> It's a good uh, one. It's a tough, you know, I'm not saying they're not meant to be together or they're not a great couple or whatever. I don't know what happens in the future for this episode and for their relationship. Well, I know this episode for their relationship. But that being said, it just feels like a. it's a lot. It's a big sacrifice. You're never really going to be able to like physically cuddle or anything. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely, I think it's there and it's it's, I'm sure it's the writer's very metaphorical way of being like, hey, even if they're not a bad person, you know, there's a lot of people from even your growing up that were awesome people that you had every reason to like, but that just are not a good fit. Like they're not going to be, there's something about them that's going to be the reason that we can't be together. Um, yeah, I mean, they can only and that's do not tier a ba- two and it's not a bad every once thing. in a while. It's, yeah, and it's not a bad thing and it's not anyone's fault either. That's a big thing, yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. But uh, I was just joking about uh, the tiers again, but certainly <laughs> they're limited in what they can do. Yeah, and the, the, tier two was pushing it. <laughs> tier two is pushing it. Well, let's do a traveler's log. It's very conveniently about bacon pancakes. Hey, so, that's awesome. That's great, right? So, hi, my name is Kayla. I found your podcast when I was midway through season three, or when you were midway through season three. I've been binging them all been following every week since. I started watching Adventure Time when I was 21, circa 2012. So that would have been two years mm-hmm. into it, That's I believe. A, yeah, I think that was maybe around the time I started watching it, honestly. Yeah. And while well, I was at home with my first daughter, and I had seen bits and pieces of the series, but I hadn't had time to, until then to actually watch all of it. It blew my mind how deep parts of this seemingly innocent show went uh, so deep and I just loved it. I've been a big fan ever since, and your podcast discussions are such an unexpected bonus. Coincidentally, today, we decided to make bacon pancakes because we sang the song and couldn't put the idea down, LOL. I didn't even realize that the episode was set to come out this week, too, so this was actually written literally when it was supposed to come out, but we took a a week off, right? Yeah. Uh, And they turned out delicious. I felt like I had the share, and um, also, she... Plugs, keep plugging anime. I appreciate it. Talks about One Piece and Naruto being great. And they watch it in their house. Uh, and they have a four-year-old dog named Natsu, which is the main character of Fairy Tale, if I'm not mistaken. I've only seen Dang, a couple episodes. Sounds like a fun household, getting pancakes, watching anime, hanging Yeah, out. they attached a picture and a video from their venture, Ned. They're making <laughs> bacon pancakes. And I gotta say, I'm out. I, <laughs> like, they don't look bad, but I... It's just not enticing to me. Oh, I don't I've want to seen, eat bacon I pancakes. I've seen okay. So the way that Jake's making them, he's obviously frying up a piece of bacon. That's all we see so far. 
They did. We don't see the pancake. Now I have seen there's some recipe style things on online where you actually take a fully cooked piece of bacon, but then like coat it in batter, like as if you were like frying it like a piece of fried chicken and make a basically breaded, uh, a breakfast breaded bacon, which is- That's what they did pancake. instead of like, you know, cutting up yeah, the bacon. Because like bacon bits in a pancake a is probably, yeah, bacon bits in pancakes, I don't think is bacon pancakes. I think bacon pancakes is a, a pancake piece of bacon breaded piece of bacon. Yeah, that's but almost like you- yeah. A full full on pancake. It's just there's a piece of bacon inside of it. Is what no, is I'm, what I'm thinking about. I'm taking even even a step further and being like they're almost like you just want to fry bacon. bacon. Still. You just want I, like I want butter, a pancake batter fry yeah, batter 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 fry bacon corn dog bacon corn dog bacon. even better <laughs> even better. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. I'm I, making I myself hungry right now. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> well. Thank you so much, Kayla, for writing in. And uh, yeah, we appreciate it. I love having Traveler's Log. And we might have one next week as well. So, yeah, But yeah, I had yeah. to share that one because it was on the theme of this episode. Um, no, I love Ned, that we just did a... anything else to say before we uh, do No, I, just, I was saying I love we, we did a whole episode full of Travel, Traveler's Logs for our last one. And we still have got more coming in. So keep sending them in, guys. Um, I know. It's been really good. We've had a run of them. Yeah. it's I, I love it. And everybody's inside, I think... One, I just like hearing about everybody's journey with Adventure Time. Everybody loves to preface how they got into the show. And that's like really cool for me to hear that I wasn't the only one that got into it when I was an <laughs> older person and not a child. Um, but it's fun to hear like everybody's, here's my preface, here's my favorite, and here's why I love the podcast. I like to hear about how y'all love the show more than you like the podcast, but it's a good ego boost for me. Oh, I just I just need to know all about why y'all love us. Oh, why are we your favorite <laughs> it, podcast? Hey, it truly helps us keep going. It helps us keep going that we know we have <laughs> yeah, some fans yeah. out there, which is awesome. It, it does. And the reception, man, the reception from the Marceline episode was so cool to see. It really mm-hmm. felt like our little community was really excited about yeah. this moment that we all kind of got to share together and that was super fun. So thank you for mm-hmm. being there with us for that Jeez. and for moving on past episode 100. You didn't say, oh, this is the pinnacle of their podcast. They're done. You, you kept going. You're still listening. That's cool. Kept going. I know. Well, the pinnacle of uh, what's going to happen next is that you're going to have to make it through 50 something odd episodes with season five with us. And it's going to be a, doo- <laughs> it's gonna be a doozy. Oh no! Well, we'll we'll make it fun. I I feel like some of the worst episodes are some of my favorite recordings mm-hmm. because we can just kind of be goofy and yeah. You know. We had a weird a web weirdos this season was like my least favorite episode, but we we had a really great recording with it. So go back and listen to that one too. Yeah, Ned, I've got a recommendation for everybody. Oh, what's your Rick? I went to a composting class the other day and I learned about composting and I recommend it. I think if you, especially if you live, like you own the spot where you're at, Ned, cough, cough, looking at you, bud. Uh, <laughs> it could be something worth it. looking into. Yeah, I mean, so apparently... I, yeah, I, I, my dad used to do some composting um, and I don't know. I, I will, I would want to do it absolutely once I have more of a flower or a plant or a garden, like fruit garden or herb garden bed. I have none of that right now, so there'd be no reason for me to make really great compost. The compost won't be made for like six months to a year. So go ahead and start, right? 
but it was very interesting to hear about it. I mean, it's my neighbor was putting it on, so uh, she invited me, and of course, I I went, and I I really enjoyed it. They talked about how methane gas is created from our foods that we put into landfills because there's no oxygen to help break down the foods. And so it just turns into methane gas, which is really bad for the environment, uh, having a mass of that being released from landfills. And so one way we can combat that on the individual level, even though obviously, uh, I mean, it'd be great if corporations would freaking help out with stuff like that. But uh, on the individual level, you can do stuff like this and, you know, something I'll look into when I'm a little further down the road and we're actually owning a house and not renting out a house. But yeah, I thought it was very cool. So I'll nice. recommend that. Nice. Um, I'm not sure my recommend. I've, I've really just wanted to get back into watching some movies recently. So I can come with some movie recommendations for you guys. Um, however, I've got a cool recommend. I've been using a cool new app for like, uh, my calorie and fitness tracking and drinking water tracking and uh it has so i i I recommend it but this is by no means an ad because i was like i was nervous to recommend it because it sounds like an ad but um an app called better me um which is cool i just i am that kind of person that needs to like check boxes when i'm trying to get into good habits and be like cool i got my green check mark for the day um and this app like it does it so if you're trying to get good habits, do it. But again, this is absolutely not an ad, but it sounds so ad I didn't <laughs> like it. Yeah. No, I, I, I like that. I think a lot, a big part of making those habits, and as we talked about earlier in this podcast, I'm in that mood as well, mm-hmm. is I don't feel like going today. I don't feel like doing what's going to be good for me, whether that's playing guitar for the 10 minutes or an hour or whatever it is. Like Just going and starting it and doing it for a little bit or showing up to the gym, even if you're kind of slacking a little bit, you're just doing maintenance versus trying to get growth. There's still something to be said about that. That's how habits are formed. And I, I don't think I'm really one to preach, but I do feel like I am in a really good spot right now where I was talking to Ali. I'm like, I am borderline in the best shape that I've been in in my entire 20s, which is very exciting. So nice. I am very That's happy awesome. about that. Yeah. Yes, good. Well, Again. thank you so much for everybody for coming and listening to our silly podcast and hanging out with us for another week. And if you uh, write us a review, please let us know, especially on Apple Podcasts. You can also do a rating on Spotify or whatever. And we'd love to send you a sticker. We've still got a couple of those left. And I know we've got a small list of ones that we're going to be sending out pretty soon here. Um, but regardless, you can check us out on Instagram at Never Ending Adventure Podcast. TikTok at Never Ending Adventure Cast. We are pretty active on that. And especially this week, we've been promoting the Marceline episode, the Olivia Olson episode, just because, gosh, so much good content from that episode. And Twitter, I'm actually starting to be pretty active on it, or I have been the past two weeks at NEA, dot, or NEA underscore podcast. We just hit 100 followers. So that's pretty cool, um, which is, it's our smallest platform. But we don't do anything like, you know, it's no <laughs> net still... season forever on the Twitter. Yeah. Keep it running. <laughs> All of Elon's bots are following our account. Yeah. 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 All the, the two people that have check marks because <laughs> the way they go. <laughs> Anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, email us your thoughts, your opinions, get on the travelers log, please at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. And we'd love to have you. And Ned, man, it's great. I'm so glad we got the keep going. We didn't release that episode and quit. We're still doing this podcast. Still and, doing uh, it. 
You know, I just want to say that I, I love a Jew guy. Buddy forever, everybody. Yeah, buddy forever. Thank you.